I do have a subject that I could table. Okay. Uh, it's about superpowers. Not necessarily the superhero superpower, but our superpowers as human beings, which we all have. You know that. We all have a superpower. We might know it. We might not know it. It could be undiscovered. Uh, it could still be in the making, but we have some, uh, is enigma the right word for it? There's something there. I'm pulling a face because I don't know where you're going to go with this. What do you mean superpower? <laughs> well, it's easy when we talk about Batman and, well, he doesn't have a superpower. He has money. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> sorry, that, that Batman. But Superman, you know, he has a superpower. Yeah. Spider-Man has a superpower. The X-Men have superpowers. But I'm talking about human superpowers. Uh, you have the superpower to get in front of an audience behind a camera or and behind a microphone and hold people's attention. That's one of your many superpowers. Okay. How is that a superpower? Isn't that just something that I've honed and practiced and done? It's your superpower. It's a power, and I believe it's a superpower. So not everyone can do that. Very, very few people can do that. And you may have heard the stat over time that – Public speaking is people's biggest fear. They fear death less than they fear public speaking. But you, Danny Painter, can get up in front of, of an unlimited number of people with a microphone and you can address them. Yes. So that's then, your superpower. Okay, true. True. Okay. Maybe it's one of your superpowers. You know, Superman can fly and he uh, can move heavy objects. So that's probably one of yours. Uh, but maybe someone else has a superpower that you don't have. So, you know, the ability to crunch numbers really, really quickly and be accurate. Mm. That could mm. be their superpower and a mathematician, a statistician, an accountant. So we all have particular powers. So what I thought of exploring is the dark side of that superpower because mm. with most people, their superpower comes with the opposite or the other side of the superpower. There's something on the other side. If you are so focused and so driven in one direction, there has to be a byproduct of something uh, to do with that. There usually is. And I've got many examples of that. I've got some extreme examples, which might shock any listeners, and I've got some <laughs> examples that we could bring to the conversation. But let's, I think before we move forward too quickly, because you're, you know, you're going like, well, what are you talking about? Look at my face. If you could see my face, you'd see that I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> what are we talking about, these superpowers? So let's just hang there for a little bit, should we? Yes, please. <laughs> are you going to edit out all the hesitations? Yeah. No, I'm going to keep them in because this is so real. And for, for a change, I'm a bit confused. Um, okay, so, so I use the example of you, the ability to stand up in front of an audience, be on a mic, be behind a camera. You're okay with that? Yeah. Um, whatever someone else's superpower might be is unique to them. They may have it in common with other people, but it's, you know, it's unique to them. They might look within and go, okay, I'm really, really good at this. And they could recognize that someone else is as well, like two Hollywood actors or both. Uh, two Hollywood actors might both be very comfortable acting and they may be very good at it. Oscar winners, for example, you know, they both have the same or similar superpower, but it's really something that one is exceptional with. Okay. One, something that differentiates them, an ability that they have that not everyone has. Some people may have it as well, but not everyone has it. It's something that gets you recognized, gets you ahead, enables you to uh, move forward, to advance. 
It allows you to shift your way of being. It allows you to break into new territories, to begin new careers, uh, explore new worlds. Whatever it is, it's something that takes you places, whether physically or it could be psychologically or emotionally. Lots of these superpowers are demonstrated in the way that people focus uh, an unrelented commitment to something. Okay. So they just, in other words, they won't stop at it. And the first name that came to my mind right now was Elon Musk. And I remember yeah. interviews with him in the early days, how he would say he programmed or coded through the night. Yeah. And I saw a more recent interview with him where he was asked uh, how he manages his respective businesses. And he just gets on planes and flies because he's got three offices in three different cities. I don't think they're different states, but three different cities. And he flies to different cities and he spends seven days of the week working despite having a few kids. And if he's not sitting in board or executive type of meetings, he's with engineering. That is, he has a superpower. The su and he probably has a lot of superpowers, including uh, focus, uh, relentlessness, understanding an engineering kind of left thinking mind or left hemisphere brain. So that's unique to him. Not everyone's like him and he doesn't stop and he won't ever stop. So you can see where I'm talking about the dark side of a superpower, because if yeah. you think of Elon Musk and how he works, you can see, not that we've spoken about it yet, but how a dark side of that could start to form. For sure. I'm starting to understand that now because I definitely think I have one too. Okay, so hold that thought because I'd be very interested to know what yours is. Okay. But I just want to unpack it a little bit. Uh, and I'm thinking I should have prepared for this because it would have been great. But it would be great the anyway. I've thought about it though. Okay, so <laughs> if I think about when I was young, I'd say I, I was definitely at university. So say late teens, early 20s. Mm -hmm. I remember complaining to people that I was the one organizing everything. I was the one uh, deciding what we we're going to do on a Thursday night or on a Saturday. And I was the one inviting everyone, bringing the groups together. It was always me doing the social planning, the social uh, logistics. It was always me. And I was moaning about it. And I slowed down. I slowed down. And I kind of sat back and said to myself, well, I don't want to be the one doing it anymore. And it took me probably more than 15 years to realize that what I was demonstrating when I was doing all of that was leadership. I was taking the social responsibility by the reins and I was leading everyone to places, to doing things, but no one ever said to me, well, yes, you don't want to do it all the time, but look at what you're doing. Everyone's following you. Mm. You're the one that's coming up with the ideas, suggesting it to everyone, persuading them to do it. They're all coming on board and you're organizing it all. Like not everyone can do that, right? That's social leadership. And if you understand social leadership, it can translate to business leadership or leadership anyway. But I, I brushed aside what then could have been a superpower of mine. And it took me, as I said, close to two decades to realize that I was demonstrating this back then. If I had recognized this back then, I could have accepted it and not yeah. been dismissive about the responsibility that came with it. And I could have embraced it and used that to my benefit. Like imagine you have superhuman strength. It's a superpower, but like, I don't want to be so strong. And you just, you know, you leave it alone. Yeah. But imagine what you can do with strength. You can lift tracks of people. <laughs> 
Yeah. Do you think right, that, so that's though, that's what hmm? I think that though with you not accepting it and thinking that it was a bad superpower that it became a bad superpower for you. I don't think it was ever a bad superpower. I think it was a superpower that was unrecognized. Okay. So, you, you know, I'm I'm exaggerating and maybe so sorry, maybe it wasn't a superpower. I'm just exaggerating and saying, well, maybe that was my superpower in my late teens, early 20s, which was unrecognized, um, unaccepted, and I maybe made a bad decision around it. Okay. But if I had noticed that this was actually to my benefit and it displayed characteristics of leadership, imagine how I could have or what I could have done with this. Okay, question, because I think a lot of us have these, right? Because when you're young, you don't think of things in this way. But as you get older, I think you start going more internal and you start looking at like, you call yourself on some of your shit and like you look at things that you've done and you look at your strengths and your weaknesses. Can you get those back, do you think? Absolutely, you okay. can. So I would, I would argue with you that a lot of people don't necessarily look. If they have the opportunity to look back at when they were younger through a guided conversation or a deeper conversation with the right people, could be a friend, could be your mother, could be anyone, could be a coach, a mentor, um, it could be a random person where you just enter into this depth of conversation. You could look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like I demonstrated these characteristics two decades ago. Mm. And the record or the, what happens in that moment when you remember that you had it is that at the same time, there could be an automatic acceptance that they're still there. So I had it in inverted commas, still there, you just hit it away. You put it under lock and key for, for so many years, but you still know that it's within you. Like maybe, maybe it's a, you know, like muscle memory. You used to be really, really good at something, but you didn't realize that it was a power of yours. So you stopped. It could have been riding a bike or dancing. I mean, dancing is a great thing or playing a musical instrument because you do have a mental memory over there. Yeah. I was going to say muscle memory, but it's more of the, you know, there's an instinct around it because the skill gets embedded and it becomes habitual and instinctual. So even so many years later, you could probably get on that musical instrument again and start playing. You will be rusty. Language as well is another one of those things. So maybe even get to the point where you're an amazing pianist and you getting that skill back, but maybe you had the potential to be, and you were kind of, you were playing piano without ever having been taught. You didn't even get to grade one, if that's the proper grade. But in, in your later years, you could recognize that you had some potential and then you go and take piano lessons at age 60 and it just comes out. Why not? Okay. I love that. I like that analogy as well because that's, that's exactly what I was thinking about, like musical yes. instruments. I think we, most of us were privileged enough to have been either pushed into a dancing or a singing or a music um, or a language. And then as Definitely. you get older, you, you lose it, um, but then you find yourself, and, and this, this might be a conversation for another day, but every time my brother and I have a little bit too much to drink, we end up speaking French, and we can't speak French to each other when we're sober. I think we should bring your brother into the podcast, give you guys some alcohol and uh, go live with that. <laughs> do that. Okay. So let's just play, cause I want to get to the dark side of this. It's important yeah. right now. I'm just trying to explain what the superpower may be. So if we think about the superpower, some, any individual may have, or may have the potential to discover. Um, and then we look at the opposing dark side. Let's think of what that could be. For example, 
let's imagine someone's got a massive amount of drive within them. When I say drive, like they go forward and they deliver on whatever it is they work. It could be a project. It could be work-related. Uh, it could even be maintenance around the house, whatever it is. Remember what I said is that characteristics of the superpower are, for example, focus and relentless pursuit. So if you've got this drive and there's relentless pursuits and focus over there, on the other side of it, you could be ignoring people. You could be hurting people. You're so driven in pursuit yeah. of what you want that you could be sidelining uh, sidelining other human beings. Yeah. Another one is, let's imagine, like I think of, I always thought of Robin Williams, the comedian, that, and this was before I even knew that he was depressed, but I in the way that he showed up on stage, I always wondered what he was like at the dinner table. Like, could he, is he always like that or can he calm down at a dinner table? So it actually turned out that his dark side was depression. He was an entertainer. He got onto stage. He was funny, entertained millions of people around the world for so long, but in his own space and time, he was depressed. So to bring it to a more mild example, someone with a great sense of humor might struggle to be serious when they need to. They're always cracking jokes. Uh, someone with a particular skill, whatever that might be, you know, it could be woodwork. People are always inviting them over to the house to fix their cabinets. So they may be feeling used or taken advantage of. Someone who's a, uh, let's say, philanthropist, you know, they're, they're givers. They're always um, giving of themselves or giving things, maybe poor. So the, on the other side of being a philanthropist may mean that you never have money. And you need money to help, right? You know, you need to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. I'll come up with um, two or three others. Uh, let's say, so I'm a parent. I'm looking at my kids. That's what's made, or pictures of my kids, which is making me think of this. So I may be an amazing father, amazing. I'm completely committed, dedicated to my kids. But maybe the dark side of that is that I'm a bad, a bad husband. I was just going to say. Because I'm so Generally, yeah, because hard works. Yeah. Yes, I'm so committed to my kids that I forget about my wife. Or I'm so committed to my family that I forget about my friends and extended family. Yeah. Uh, maybe another one could be that you are an animal person. You're absolutely obsessed with animals. You, you live in a complex. I'm thinking of someone I used to live with, and you know, you uh, bringing in stray cats and neutering them and feeding them and everything. You're so committed to the animal world that you forget about your human connection. Yeah. Okay. So I think I've given enough examples over yes. there. So you see where I'm going with this? Yes, for sure. Cool. So even, even the last example, or let, let's use the parenting one because it's closer to me. Uh, and I get it. So I could probably explain it better. I'm a, I mean, I, ran, I run a coaching circle called To Be a Dad, right? Mm. So I'm so committed to bettering myself as a father and helping other fathers better themselves. That, that that could be a superpower of mine. I'm not saying I'm a great dad, but maybe I'm a great dad for the purpose of this example. And uh, I'm so obsessed with being a great dad and I'm so committed to the kids that uh, it consumes me. It consumes me and uh, there's a wedge that's driven between me and my wife. There's a wedge that's driven between me and any other relationship that I may have in the world. Mm. Uh, friends, colleagues, whatever it may be. Okay. I get that. Um, I, I definitely know what mine is. I, I don't have one. I think we all have many, I think, to varying degrees. But I do think in 2020 and in this world, this hustle culture, this burnout is a badge of honor. I think that a lot of us are, are using our 
um, discipline and motivation and that kind of those the good superpowers and we're channeling them into work and success and career um, as opposed to finding balance between that and family. Like I think that my career has definitely always come first. And I do think that it's a big reason why we don't have kids in my house. Um, and I think that it is also a very big reason why we have had many ups and many downs in my marriage, mm. because I don't think I give it the time that it deserves because I'm giving work everything. My career is life. Okay. So is that what you're saying is that your career is your superpower? More specifically, you are very good at certain things yeah. that have resulted in a career in those things. And that career may have a dark side. No, I think I'm really good at um, being completely blinkered and focusing hard in on one thing. But then the rest yes. of the things fall by the wayside. Okay. Which is why you need to have a conversation with Phil every now and then, which yes. is why you're, you've got kids that bark and snore, not suck a dummy and toddle around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Okay. So then to go back to some of the words I used, we could probably form some kind of um, <clears throat> experience to go through in order to embrace this. The first is to recognize that we as human beings, every single person has a superpower or potentially has one. Again, you might just not have discovered it yet, but there's something, even a person that doesn't think much of themselves or isn't doing much in their opinion, because it is subjective. And especially when you get into that state of mind, it's, you know, woe is the world. I'm not good at anything, but you are. Just got to get out of that state of mind. Yeah. But to recognize that you do. And it could be something so simple. It could be the fact that you hug everyone and you make their day and you don't even know it. Uh, and then to accept that this is something that's unique to you and it makes a difference to other people. And you relentlessly or could relentlessly pursue it. You could be focused on it. You know, you could step back away from hugging people because not everyone hugs back, but then you recognize that it is your thing. You like it. People do appreciate it, whether or not they hug back and you could keep hugging people because as a result of that, you're changing the way pe people feel within their day. You could even change someone's life with a hug. That's the truth. For sure. Smiles. There was some, there was some research done on smiles as well. And then by recognizing and accepting this about yourself, it puts you at choice. And if I think back to my example of myself with uh, social organizing, I had a choice. I could sweep this ability under the table and put it away, or I could have embraced it. And I made the, what I believe was the wrong decision back then. I wish that coaching was a thing because it would have changed my life back then. Or I could have embraced it and I could have stepped up into leadership, not just socially, but in other ways in my life. Because the way we are somewhere is the way we are everywhere. So if we do very well over here, we'll do very well over there. It's, a, it's about you and how you show up in various places. Wait, I'm so writing not, that down. Wait, 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 I'm writing which part? Why don't you just listen to this later? Yeah, are no, you no, not recording? I am recording, but I want to write it on my sticky notes so that I can stick it on my desk because I have all of I these. I love it. Like, the way we are. Somewhere is the way we are everywhere. Okay. Sorry. Continue. The way that I work with that, a little tangent, a lot is where, for example, someone, and this is probably where I've raised this the most with people, where someone's late for a meeting 
And it's more than once. I'll, I'll say something like, I've noticed that you've been late for three meetings in a row. Uh, what's going on with that? You know, uh, and they go, they may, may respond, yes, so that's with you or whatever it is, these types of engagements, but I'm never late with my clients. And on further conversation, investigation, inspection, however I get to it, it turns out they're always late with their clients. They just haven't seen it. Yeah. You know, they're also varying definitions of late. Like, you know, what, what is late? Arriving to ring the intercom at the time of the meeting is late. You know yes, what I mean? Because be then you start already. the meeting five minutes. Yes. Then you start the meeting five minutes late. You've yes. lost, if it's an hour's meeting, you've lost, you only have 55 meet, uh, minutes. Okay. So where do we go from here? Um, I think it's a combination of who you are and what you're good at. But it could, so it's both, but it could also be that what you're good at can construct who you are and who you are could construct what you're good at. Probably the former. Now that I, cause I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking in the moment here to do with superpowers. It could be this innate instinct that you have where you're able to do something like speak in front of an audience, which could then as a result forge who you are. If someone is amazing at speaking in front of crowds, then maybe they'll go into public speaking. Maybe they'll join the debating team at school. Maybe they'll lead the sales presentations in the business. Okay, so I would, I suppose the question will always come up in a conversation like this, especially with you and me, because I want to link it back to coaching. Uh, I remember the disclaimer that I used to give when I was live on the radio with you instead of on a recorded podcast is, uh, Danny Painter speaking to Jason Burnick, a coach about the world. It's not speaking about coaching yes. <laughs> because, because speaking about coaching is theoretical. Coaching is powerful, but I think you and I speaking form a, a good conversation. I think so, so. Either I think so. So either way, we've got to tie it back to coaching or at least have a coaching approach to whatever that subject is. I think yes, that exactly. that's what's important. Okay, so what do we do with this? Great. Jason brought up this topic of uh, humans having superpowers. Yeah. And there may be a dark side to the superpower. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a story about a client of mine. He identified his superpower is tenacity and maybe this is why it's top of mind with me because it wasn't too long ago it was a matter of weeks ago that we were spent uh, speaking about this and as we do in a good coaching conversation we dropped in really deep with this and we went into what tenacity means and we did speak about the characteristics of tenacity in the way that we did about a superpower just now, where there is this drive, there's this focus, there's this um, relentless pursuit of achievement. And the dark side of his superpower would also be that he may be quite hard on people. He may leave people behind. He may sideline people because, and he's the MD of a significant company. So when he's moving forward in the di direction he wants to go with the power of tenacity, you can see how, other people may be swept out of the way, for example. So that's the dark side of the superpower. But then we, we got very interesting with it is we started to explore when tenacity shows up, when it doesn't show up and how it shows up. So it came down to the detail of, for example, when there's a team meeting, he'll arrive at the office in the morning, in his car, get out his car, walk into the office and then start rounding everyone 
app and then get them into the boardroom for the meeting. And I asked him when tenacity kicks in. And he said, well, in the meeting. And he gets irritated that they're not in the meeting. So he gets there or they're not in the boardroom waiting. He gets there and he has to round them up. Uh, so he only gets tenacious when he's in the meeting. Everyone's finally sat down and, he's cut, and then he goes like, let's go. You know, we're going to do this meeting. Here's the objective. Here's the agenda. Yeah. So we identified that tenacity kicks in a little bit late. What if the tenacity kicked in when he was in the car, in the car park before he even got out? He got out. He adopted a certain posture, a certain stance, a certain swagger to his walk. He walked into the building. He adopted tenacity in his voice and he started rounding up people to get them into the boardroom. The result is that it would probably start sooner on time with a particular uh, energy about it. For sure. And... As a result, the likeliness would be that the next time he did that or the time after that was that by the time he's in the car park, they'll be in the boardroom waiting just because of how he showed up. Yes, 100%. Okay. So what we identified there is that there's, and we use the analogy turbo lag. So if anyone's ever driven a diesel turbo car, especially one of the older ones, the idea of a turbo lag is that you put your foot down, the revs go up to say 2,500 revs, and then the turbo kicks in. So you've got the slump. It's like no power, nothing. And then suddenly the, the turbo kicks in. He had a turbo lag. So this was a, a big moment of insight to him because then he's looking at this going, oh my goodness, I'm tenacious, but it kicks in late. What if I took my superpower, embraced it, and removed the turbo lag? T- tenacity is, a, is definitely a power, but I'm starting it too late. It's not serving me. What if I took the superpower, started it way earlier, then it would serve me and the people that I work with all the way through? Okay, so that's one of the cool ways in which we work with it. Do you like that? I like that. I like that a lot because I, I can I can see that and I can see how that can be put into a lot of different um, lived experiences. Like it doesn't have to be that you're the MD. It could be that you're a mom and you just need to like have that tenacity and get the kids rounded up. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. just like a change of posture. Put your shoulders back and take ownership. Nice. I love it. Put your shoulders back and take ownership. And the question is always like from when? From when? Uh I would, if I was working with someone and we were talking about the subject, what's your superpower? Okay, let's identify it, explore it. Um, Then let's drop in and really understand it in depth. What are the pros of your superpower? How does it benefit you? What does it open up for you? Uh, How might it benefit the people around you? Because if you have a power, it's not just for you. The power should benefit other things, people, the world, right? Or else you, you know, what's Superman going to do if there's no one else on earth? Yeah. Not much. Um, when does it kick in? How powerfully does it kick in? Uh, I would also ask on, on the note of power, I see any superpower being on some kind of a scale. You can imagine a Rio stat, which is really just a dimmer switch. So you've got a scale of zero to 100, 100 being full power, zero being off. Yeah. So you can develop your ability to turn your superpower on and off. And that's important. I think to have control over, the, yeah. over it is very important, like a sense of humor. Like, you know, you don't want to be cracking jokes all the time with everyone. You, you don't want to be loud and... Uh, and um, uh, I can't, I had a very fancy word, but you rash. Laugh, oh, 
brash. I was going to say overbearing, but there's another word. You know, if that's you, you know, if you're like the loudest person in the room, great. You can be that person. It'll work for you in so many ways, in so many instances. But you don't always want to be that person all the time. You may have different audiences. You may have different circles. But when you're in the ICU ward, newborn twins are born and you're related to them, you don't want to be that person there because you're just going to disturb a whole lot of very, very young babies. Mm. I do come up with the strangest of examples sometimes. But it's because <laughs> you had newborn twins and you understand. <laughs> oh, there's so my, uh, what would they be? Third cousin. My third cousin just had boy-girl twins. Oh, wow. And uh, me of mine when mine were in ICU. And, you know, they, they don't hear the quiet... Uh, the quiet environment of the mother's uterus and the calming heartbeat. What I remember from ICU is screaming nurses and lots of electronic beeps. It's not yeah. the right environment for kids. It's so sad. Okay, yeah. back to subject. So at the same time where we're looking for the pros and the control and all of that with respect to the superpower, what are the cons? So we need to understand the dark side. If I have the superpower, what could go wrong? Does, what does it close down for me who could it offend um what could it break down what could i lose as a result of it uh who does it affect and how does it affect so i've muddled it all up but very simply i have the superpower what are the pros what are the cons what does it open up for me what does it close down for me uh when does it show up and to what degree does it show up i think that kind of summarizes what i was talking about over there yeah uh, you also have different, I suppose, versions of it. Um, maybe it's like if you have a massive personality and you're very good with people, you may be a chameleon and change your color with different people only out of respect. Because if you're with a little old woman that's, oh, that's conservative, maybe you just want to quieten down a bit. But if you're with a millennial that's out and about, uh, you're happy to be loud and, and, uh, and be heard. Um, so you also, you can't always be with people that are the same as you. If I think about it like that. So you, Danny Painter, can't always be with radio personalities, actors, um, stage presenters. You, you won't be because you have other people in your life. You have family, you have friends. Uh, so even if you are that person that's larger than life, you will find yourself in circumstances where you have to dial it down. You may be in this thing that some people might remember called a library or an ICU of a hospital uh, or a line in a, at, at, a, at a vote, <laughs> an election. You know, there's sometimes where, where you'll have to dial it down. If you're an incredibly academic person, whether it be math or legal or whatever it is, and you with some old friends from school, or again, whoever it might be, maybe you want to dial down the mathematic brain and just be social and just talk about stuff that doesn't have to make sense if you have the ability. It's so necessary okay. to do that. It is so, can I just tell you, it is so necessary to do that. And I think that's why a lot of people within the, the entertainment industry, especially, marry or date outside of it. Because it's super easy for you to get caught up in your own little world and then you'll be the biggest fish in the smallest pond. But mm. if you expand your map, and I always use map references because I'm a PlayStation person, but if you <laughs> expand the game map, you expand your consciousness and your knowledge base and your, you 
everything, your creativity expands. You have to surround yourself with different people. Yes. So that makes me think about my cousin. She kind of retired a few years ago. Uh, at 39, <laughs> uh, she just, but she was a producer. So she did movie, she did TV ads in South Africa. She was a big producer and uh, did very well. But she has old friends from when she was living in Ireland and she tripped uh, through Ireland on the way to somewhere. One of the friends that she stayed with or met with, met up with, the guy's job is a security guard. He stands outside a building. He gets posted outside a building as a security guard. And I remember her telling me this, that she had a whole lot of fun listening to this guy or being with this person because he's a friend mm. and that's, that, that's expanding her map. I've got, I've got friends in, from all walks of life. I've got friends in all sorts of industries and uh, I, I am core to myself. I have my own value system, my own core personality, but I, I might show up differently in front of different people, which is why I might uh, curate a social group differently for certain situations. Also I have like, you know, there's, there's one-on-one -on -one coaching me. I run a mastermind. I show up slightly different there because I'm facilitating, not coaching. Who I am right now on this call with you is not who I am in the licensing department queue. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> not even me. <laughs> oh, but there are some stories to come out of licensing department queues. I'm not a so, in that queue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there's some uh, there people we can pay for that nowadays. Thank goodness. Okay, so... What do you have to do with it then? Well, sometimes you have to learn to park it. Remember, this is a superpower. So I think about Superman once again, because I referenced him earlier. And the reality is that this guy is Clark Kent, right? Or super, whatever way you look at it, he goes about his life uh, in the human world as Clark Kent. He doesn't throw furniture around and laser shoot people with his eyes in his on his journalism floor when something requires a superpower he goes and hides behind something or goes into the old telephone booths and he and he changes into a superman suit and then he goes out and saves the world yeah and we have to be like that with our superpower so there are times at which we need to park it at which it needs to take a back seat and we need to let it out when it's applicable to let it out which may be 99 percent of the time it depends on what it depends on who you are and it depends on what your superpower is. Also, and I feel like we've referenced this before, you know, with Spider-Man, that with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have responsibility to not annoy people, to uh, make people feel comfortable, and we need to keep that in mind. So that scale that I referenced where your superpower could can be controlled on a scale of one to a hundred. Well, do you want to be at a hundred? Or do you want to be at zero or do you want to be somewhere in between? And that's the control that's required over it. Because if you don't control the superpower, you will realize the dark side of it. And it could have negative consequences. One million percent. And I think it's a lot harder to come back from a negative consequences spiral, which it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, mm. and it is to acknowledge it right now and go, okay, cool. So this is my positive. This is my super, this is my not so super. And I should find some sort of happy medium with that dimmer switch that you were talking about. What's it called? <laughs> the rheostat the dimmer Rio switch. Stat. There we go. <clears throat> I don't know if anyone knows what that is anymore. So dimmer switch. My grand had <laughs> one in her house and in like all the rooms. I remember it very vividly. 
Uh, we still have the concept. It's just now a, a button that we push and hold. It used to be a, a dial that we turned. So I just thought of a way to test it. When you explore, it, it, whether you know what it is or you have to go and explore and discover what it is, you might ask a question or the question, how can I use this to help other people? Whether or not you're actually going to use it to help other people, I think the question, how can I use this to help other people, will help you to control it in a way that serves you more than discovering the dark side of it. Yes. Now you are speaking my language. <laughs> Making humans better humans. Yes, we have to be better humans. And if we can help each other and help ourselves, then we're winning. Hey, don't you love the way we tied all of that back into your philosophy <laughs> of life in the world? You're such a good life coach, Jason B. <laughs> back to the disclaimer. This is not life coaching. This is you having a chat with a life coach. But well, yes, I mean, I look at that. Life coach. All the way back with a real life life coach. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Feels so, like we're done. That was good. That was good. Oh, I just... I I feel like also, though, you said that this was not going to have a lot of homework. I think that you have somehow left us with quite a lot of homework. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's any homework. I, I think if anyone is to do anything with this, go and set aside some time and think about what you're really, really good at, really good at, whether you use it or not. This could be career changing. You could be at this precipice of your career right now, even if you own the business, mm -hmm. thinking, I want to do something else. And this could lead you. If you figure out what just enthuses you, excites you, and what you're good at, it could lead you in a new direction. The hard work then is to pursue it. Yo. Jason Bernick making 2021 epic already. Wow, it will be. It will be huge. <laughs> Jason B, thank you. This is great. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, we'll do this again in a week. Thank you, Danny P. See you soon.